0: That's BlueNile.com. Today we're joined by Richard Dale, a historian who has conducted detailed research on one of the most notorious episodes in the early history of the English Reformation uh, when, 500 years ago this December, the body of Richard Hun, a city of London merchant, was found hanged in the Lollard's Tower of Old St Paul's. Now, Richard... Who was Richard Hun and and why is his case such an important one?
1: Uh, Richard Hun was a respected citizen. He was a liveryman of the uh, Merchant Tailors Company. He was a man of some substance and he had quite important trading connections. So he he was a respected citizen of London. Uh, The case was important because... It was the build-up to the Reformation. There was a lot of anti-clerical feeling in London. There were some important issues about tithes, about the power of the church, which was, after all, a state within a state. It had its own legislature, convocation. It had its own law, canon law. It had its own taxes, tithes, uh, and its own uh, courts. And there was a build-up of resentment, and the, when Hun was found hanging in the Bishop of London's prison, the general supposition amongst the London citizenry was that he had been done away with by the Church, because he'd been causing them trouble and taking them on in the courts. And this fomented further trouble, encouraged anti-clerical feelings, and it also raised a whole lot of issues which were then debated, about the role of the church and the role of the church courts and the immunity of the clergy to prosecution in the royal courts. So there were some very big issues which were, uh, came up again, of course, during the Reformation and were resolved at that time. So this was a sort of precursor to the Reformation, but raised a lot of the same issues.
0: And the fact that he died in the custody of the Bishop of London, um, uh, Richard Fitzjames, this is absolutely crucial to the whole um,
1: episode, isn't it? That's right, because the uh, th- there was a confession by the Bishop of uh, London's summoner, uh, Joseph, and uh, he implicated the deputy of the Bishop of London, William Horsey, who was his Chancellor, and there's no way the Chancellor would have acted without the say-so of the Bishop. no less, had been instrumental in ordering the uh, murder of uh, a, a London citizen, much respected London citizen. So there was outrage.
0: The very beginning of this case, the, the reason that, that, that Hun was involved in this, um, went back to um, an issue about the christening of his son Stephen.
1: That's right. When his five-week-old son died, he took uh, his body for burial and a burial service, in Whitechapel and the parson as was the custom demanded the most valuable possession of the deceased which in the baby son's case was his christening gown which was a particularly fine one worth shillings and eightpence, which was quite a fair amount of money in those days Uh, but Han refused to hand over the gown and the matter went to an ecclesiastical court and uh which held against him, and he was required either to hand over the gun or to pay up the money. Uh, but he continued to resist, and then uh, there was an incident in in, in church where he was uh, effectively thrown out of the church by the parson, having identified him as this obdurate man, and uh, Hun took the parson to court for damaging his reputation. Uh, So there was a sort of legal background. And then uh, after that, Han had the audacity to issue a writ of primunary, a very serious uh, writ indeed, which if uh, proved against those named in the writ would result in confiscation of their assets and some other very serious consequences. So he was taking on the church in the royal courts, resisting the determinations of the ecclesiastical courts, and causing a lot of problems, and of course he had presumably quite a lot of sympathy uh, from uh, his fellow tradesmen and Londoners. Mm.
0: And after his death, this mysterious death, this hanging, um, his body was then put on trial, wasn't it? Uh, during which the prize exhibit was, as, as one would expect, this Wycliffe Bible there, which, which with its, um, with its Lollard connections.
1: That's right. I mean, there was a precedent because. Uh, John Wycliffe, who uh, was in a sense the precursor of the Lollards, he his body was dug up and tried and then burned. So the, the church did that to Wycliffe. Um, so it was not a completely unprecedented thing to have a post mortem trial, uh, but that's exactly what happened. It was held in the uh, Lady Chapel of the Great uh, St Paul's Cathedral, with witnesses called and so on. Uh, all the procedures of a formal trial with the body probably laid out before them. Um, And that was a rather macabre episode. But of course, the Bishop of London, Richard Fitzjames, was particularly anxious to get this matter settled. it, It caused such trouble amongst the populace. He wanted to show and demonstrate for all to see that Hun was indeed a heretic and deserved to die. And so they held this trial The Wycliffe Bible, allegedly belonging to Hun, was displayed and uh, he was convicted and then, of course, his body was taken to Smithfield and burned.
0: If we want to get some sense of uh, the gravity of this case, um, Thomas Wolsey, who's then the Archbishop of York, becomes involved, even the young Henry VIII becomes involved. Why is that?
1: The coroner's coroner's jury was um, appointed, the the, the mayor of London was very quick to appoint uh, the coroner's jury, and uh, that found against the Bishop of London's um, Chancellor, Dr. Horsey. Uh, In in fact, it found that the Bishop of London Summoner, Joseph Halsey, and a third man were jointly responsible for murdering Hun, and that Hun had not committed suicide, as the Church was alleging. So this put the Church in a very difficult position. And it was then that the Bishop of London wrote to Wolsey pleading for his intervention. And uh, Wolsey did indeed intervene, and there were a series of conferences eventually involving Henry VIII himself, at which uh, the issue of fun uh, and the whole surrounding question of clerical privilege in the church courts was uh, discussed at length. So uh, there were some very serious deliberations uh, following on from that uh, uh, decision of the coroner's jury.
0: And so we come ultimately to the, to the, to the crux of the matter um, and the question that you have sought to answer, uh, very convincingly, I think, is, is who killed Hun?
1: Well, this is the interesting question. I started from the premise that it was rather unlikely that the church would have clumsily uh, ordered the murder of Hun. That is not the mindset of the time. People went by the book. They went by the rules, the form, the procedures. They needed authority for their actions, and the Church upheld that kind of regime. And the idea that the Bishop of London's deputy would, in a blundering sort of way, organize or try to organize the murder of Han and then claim that it was suicide, struck me as being extremely unlikely. But equally unlikely was the possibility that Tan had committed suicide. The coroner's report produced some very detailed and somewhat macabre evidence relating to this. And it becomes uh, pretty obvious that Hun could not have committed suicide. I won't go into the uh, ghoulish details, but that's in the article. (laughs) But um, if you rule out suicide and you rule out murder, you're left with a bit of a problem. Uh, and it was then that I started looking at the canon law of torture and found that the, in, in very great detail the circumstances of Han's death and the surrounding events fitted into the very specific requirements laid down by canon law in relation to torturing heretics. And uh, it, it, so I found that the jigsaw seemed to fit pretty well uh, uh, in fact, to an extraordinary degree. So that's the, the line I pursued. And I, I read quite a lot about the canon law of t- torture and the various papal decrees on the subject and the interpretations that have been put upon it by jurists and uh, came up with this explanation for his death, that it was, in fact, a bungled torture in which he, they had, uh, in a very macabre way, put a wire up his nose in wire, hot wire, needle, and this had resulted in a uh, catastrophic posterior nasal hemorrhage, and he had effectively bled to death.
0: And what place do you think this episode um, uh, takes in terms of the English Reformation? Who I mean, We are talking at a point where uh, England is still a Catholic country here of course Uh, it's pre-Reformation but it's very much part of that Reformation history and what role do you think it played within that process? Well
1: to some extent it reflected the pressures that were building up pre-Reformation the issue of tithes the issue of church courts the uh, ancient privileges of the church which were beginning to be challenged and also some of the theology and the desire of people to read the Bible in, in their own vernacular and uh, the, the questioning the uh, dominant role of the priesthood were, all these things were reflected in the animosity of the populace when when Han 's body was uh, found hanging, but it also stoked the thing further, obviously because people uh, generally believed that the church had uh, was were responsible the church authorities were responsible for han 's death, and so it stoked further these feelings of animosity. So in that sense, it was important, but it was also important because of the conferences that were held and the issues that were discussed um, by none other than uh, Henry VIII at, uh, in the final conference at Barnard Castle uh, relating to church versus state. So the church was insistent in protecting its ancient privileges as it saw them, that Henry was warning the church that uh, they shouldn't uh, push things too far and that the clergy would remain responsible uh, before before the royal courts. Uh, So that very key issue was debated, and no final resolution was achieved. There was a standoff. But then the Reformation um, obviously resolved these matters in in, in favor of uh, the crown and the whole church versus state issue came to a head. So it was uh, an important precursor to the Reformation. It was a kind of a dry run, but it, the issues raised uh, remained unresolved.
0: Well, thank you, Richard. It's a, it's a tremendous piece of um, historical detective work, I think, and as I say, it's one that uh, that I, for one, am convinced, and uh, we're, very, we're very proud to publish it um, at History Today, and it's the cover story for the december edition of history today so thank you very much richard thank
1: Thank you you. a lot can happen in three years like a
0: chatbot be your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states learn more at uh1.com hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter